Welcome, friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson with you. Also, Steve Vaughn joining me on this edition of the program as we continue to update you on what's happening around us and equip the man and woman of God for every good work. Steve, welcome. Good to have you with yeah. us on this edition. Well, good to be here. Thank you. Well, Steve, um, we did an evil index uh, I'm going to say maybe eight, 10 months ago, identifying the most evil state in the U.S. of A as a means of, of trying to identify the microcosm of what's wrong with America and you know where we need to start in terms of reversing directions. And as you recall, the most spiritually bankrupt, burned out post-Christian blue state was Oregon. Yeah, that was shocking. I remember thinking that it had to be New York or California or something like that. Uh, but yeah, to hear those Oregon, guys, yeah. those guys showed up number six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. Oregon was the worst state in America, and New Mexico and Colorado were number two and three. Disappointing for me because you know my home state was Oregon, and here I am in Colorado and have been for something <laughs> like thirty years, not making as much of an impact as we had hoped. Yeah. So you're you're not the problem though, are you? It it, it wasn't maybe it's just because you left <laughs> well, Oregon I, I, and it I, I went will downhill. say that the yeah. the heart is the problem. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. So we have a problem with the human heart. That's that's the uh major analysis of what's going on <laughs> with our with our world. Uh, nevertheless, uh, 2009 Gallup poll ranked Oregon as the state with the highest percentage of residents identifying with no religion, atheist or agnostic. They tend to be upwards of the top five, six worst nations when it comes or more states when it comes to church attendance as well. Outside of fledgling homeschool movements in these states, uh, sadly, the churches get an F minus for discipling the state educational systems and other institutions. And uh, that applies to Colorado, Oregon, and uh, New Mexico, the worst states in America. I would add California to that list, again, outside of what's happening with the Christian home schooling movements and perhaps some Christian schooling movements. The churches in these respective states get an F minus for discipling the state education systems to which many of their children are still attending. And my guess is the vast majority of kids uh, in most of these states, you know, where they're attending churches, they're probably attending the public schools at the same time. So you're, you know, you're, you're finding uh, an F minus for the Christian church in, uh, in sponsoring a Christian education movement across these particular states. And uh, yet there are exceptions to the rule. And we want to say that. Okay. Um, now, Oregon parents are outraged at teachers exposing students to sexually explicit language during lessons on pornography. And this comes from Fox News uh, maybe about a month ago. I'm going to get to another Fox News story in just a moment. But, Steve, apparently parents got upset over PowerPoint slides. Uh, part of a lecture included the categories and functionalities demonstrated in pornography presentations available on the internet. Now, I'm trying to be as delicate as I can to describe what happened here. The Fox News story got into it just a little bit more detail. And I don't want to defile our audience. But, uh, but what happened was the state required certain minimum requirements for updating kids on what's happening in the you know, sexuality department, including pornography. And so they wanted to, you know, give these kids something of an update. You know, this these are the sorts of categories of pornography. These are the functionalities demonstrated in pornography presentations available on the Internet. 
and uh, I guess something of what to do with it. Um, a spokesperson for the Hillsborough School District confirmed to Fox News the series of slides about pornography are part of a state mandate that students receive age-appropriate instruction to help them recognize and respond to unsafe situations. Oregon lawmakers passed Senate Bill 856, known as Aaron's Law in 2015. It required schools to offer age-appropriate sexual abuse prevention programs. The argument is basically something like this, Steve. Hey, kids, they all get this Internet stuff at 13 years of age anyway, so you might as well give them the heads up early on and just help them with the process or processing uh, the pornography they're going to have access to. So that's, I think, the the logic behind this. And remember, all forms of violation of the Seventh Commandment are appropriate, ethically normative, according to the instructions given by the state education program. They don't they don't go with the Seventh Commandment, you know, like they used to. So all forms of violation of the Seventh Commandment are absolutely appropriate, ethically normative, except for uh, those forms of sexual expression that uh, lack consent. So the idea with the sex ed stuff is to get the kids to consent as early as possible to all of this stuff. Now, that's my understanding of uh, the worldview behind the sex education programs offered in Oregon public schools. Yeah, I have no uh, no argument with that. At least it seems that way. Uh, when you take a look at it from the outside and you look at all the things that they are doing, all that you described, trying to get them to give consent as early as possible seems to be about the only reason why they're doing any of this. It, it, it's it's like saying, well, people are going to smash and grab. Let me show you how to steal. People are going to murder. So let me show you how to do it and get away with it. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, let's, let's uh, subsidize all sin. They, they don't, they don't, you know, endorse the breaking of the sixth and eighth commandment as much as they're so enthusiastic about breaking the seventh commandment. Can you imagine them saying, you know, now, now these forms of sexuality are off limits. You guys, this is just against God's law. You, you should not, please, please do not even think of engaging in incest, bestiality, homosexuality, you know, and all these aberrant forms of sexuality. The reason why it's wrong is because it's against God's law. Imagine that being part of a sex ed program in the state of Oregon. <laughs> anywhere, be kidding yeah. me. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no, no, it's it's illegal to do that. You can't. Yeah, it'd be illegal yeah. to say that. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Yeah. That's that's against the law. That's against the law. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're out there with 12, 13, 14 year olds encouraging them to do just about anything they want to do. Of course, consent's the big issue. Uh, well, friends, that's uh, completely against the laws of God. And this, of course, is what is creating the sexual anarchy and destroying our society as we know it. A bottom line here, uh, somebody needs to flush this whole school system down the toilet in Oregon. And uh, people are leaving Oregon, by the way, sixth highest exodus in the United States statewide right now. People are just leaving the state. It's too much of a cesspool. They're gone. Be back with more in just a moment on the Generations broadcast. Stay with us, friends. Hello, my friends. For the last 15 years, the Generations team has produced a Christian curriculum specifically for families who want to give their children a God-centered, Bible-saturated, biblical worldview-based education. Our commitment is to restore the Christian faith, generational faith in an age where we are losing faith in this country and almost anywhere around the world where Christian children attend secular schools or use secular curriculum and imbibe secular culture. Now, we're not relying on the pre-Christian Greeks for an educational model here. We're not relying on the post-Christian secularists for the education model either. 
Our curriculum is based in a biblical worldview. We put hundreds of Bible verses in the history books and integrate the truths into the subjects. We want to glorify God on every page of the science books. We immediately integrate knowledge into life application and natural revelation with special revelation. We keep Christ at the very center of the history books with preparing the world for Jesus and taking the world for Jesus. I believe God is calling this generation in this highly secularized age to a radical change in how they disciple their children. Please check out our program for education of your children and grandchildren at www.generations.org. And we are back on the Generations broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you, also Steve Vaughn. And here's another story. My dad actually communicated this to me. My dad is blind at this point, but praise God, he's still doing well uh, otherwise, health-wise. And he updates me on what's going on in national news and uh, and Oregon news, because he lives out in the state of Oregon on a fairly regular basis. In fact, you know, between once and twice a week, we're connecting, and he still wants to contribute something. He said, hey, Kev, you got to you know, communicate this one on your program. This one's something that, you know, Americans need to be aware of what's going on in the state of Oregon. Oregon is suspending the basic skills, the graduation requirements, um, apparently for the entire state. Uh, Oregon diplomas now are looking more like a participation prize, according to a uh, former governor <laughs> candidate. She just slammed the education board on this one. But yeah, they're they're pushing off all minimum graduation requirements for High school graduates uh, until I think twenty twenty nine. So, yeah, and yeah. think about maybe bringing something back. You know, think about bringing some academics back to Oregon in the year twenty twenty nine. But for right now, forget about it. Just forget about it. <laughs> yeah, they they said that the uh, that this uh, the couple of reasons. One that it's racist because the uh, you know the the non white people have a tendency not to be able to get educated for some reason in Oregon in this place. But they also said that well, I mean, we still have standardized tests that they have to take. But then somebody looked into that and they said, oh no, that the standardized tests you can opt out of, and about two thirds of the students opt out of the standardized test, and so um, or so, a third or two thirds somewhere around there. So they're just gonna opt out of that they're they're dumbing them down that's uh, uh on purpose i can't see why there's any other reason to do this it, this is purposeful yeah the uh, gubernatorial candidate uh, christine drazon uh told fox news at some point our diploma is going to end up looking a lot more like a participation prize than an actual certificate that shows that someone's prepared to go pursue their best future High schoolers in Oregon will not need to demonstrate basic competency in reading, writing, or math in order to graduate for at least five more years because, according to education officials, such requirements are unnecessary and disproportionately harm students of color. Well, one way or the other, you know they're going to be in trouble in the American free marketplace. Um, wow. Uh, also, this is uh, from uh, Drazen. This is uh, the gubernatorial Republican candidate in the last election. She said they are now moving forward with an agenda that says if you uh, cheat, you cannot be flunked. If you don't show up, you don't get a zero. They're not going to have homework that they grade because having homework somehow they view as being inequitable. So apparently that's where things are right now. In 2008, on one metric that the NAEP uh, released in 2008, Oregon was the eighth worst state in the union for academics, now the seventh worst state in 2021. 
So public school is basically meaningless in the state of Oregon. As if you're an employer and you get a copy of somebody's diploma graduating from an Oregon public school, um, just throw it in the wastebasket. Isn't that what we're saying? It's it's worthless. It it doesn't mean anything. I mean, whether, you know, somebody is red, yellow, black, or white doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know, whether they passed, whether they got a diploma from an Oregon public school. It just doesn't mean anything. So, you know, it doesn't speak to character. It doesn't speak to uh, any issue in relation to what they've learned uh, their competency, their ability to do a job. It's just not worth anything. Uh, the free market is going to weed out the underperformers. That's typically what happens. Companies are increasingly ignoring college diplomas now. We're keeping a track of the number of corporations that have now dismissed the requirement for a college diploma. And Walmart, you know, the biggest employer in the nation, perhaps in the world today, uh, Walmart has just discontinued the requirement of a four-year college degree for any of their white-collar position jobs. Uh, and, and the same thing applies to IBM and a host of others. Uh, so almost none of the leading companies, the leading Fortune 500 companies right now in the U.S. require a college diploma for engineers, uh, for computer scientists, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now, sometimes it's helpful, you know, occasionally it might be helpful, but uh, but less and less so. Even some liberals are giving up on colleges. Bill Mayer uh, just told young Americans to skip college because, quote, it just makes you stupid. Okay, now, now, <laughs> yeah. now, we've heard that on Fox News. You know, we've heard that with some conservatives who are pretty much sick and tired of red state parents sending their kids to blue state colleges. So I get that. But now Bill Mayer says, hey, yeah. skip college. This makes you stupid. And these elite schools like Harvard are like North Korean reeducation camps, he says. They're racist towards Asians. They don't teach accurate history. Okay, that's that's Bill Mayer. So, okay, so... Now, the underperformers will be weeded out by the free market. But here's one more thing. And I just want to make this point because I think this is true of just about any socialist nation around the world today, whether it's South Africa, any of the European nations, uh, America, et cetera, et cetera. The underperformers are almost always hired by governments today. And then they turn into petty bureaucrats whose chief purpose in life seems to be to hamper all economic progress and, and basically destroy the economy. So that's what underperformers do in our economy today. They're hired by governments, and sadly, governments consume about 40 to 50% of the gross national income, just waste it. Um, so, so what do we do? Well, for families today, I, I think, man, we've got to come out from among them, be separate, saith the Lord. I mean, we've talked about the uh, turkey principle if you hang with turkeys you're not going to be flying with eagles you know <laughs> and there's this you know covenantal concept where man we we just are going to have to establish communities that separate themselves entirely from the social and cultural and academic expectations of the world around us it's just going to have to happen increasingly so and people say yeah 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 but can't we just be the salt and light in the cesspools, aren't we called to that? And yet, and yet, I think what you find in the Word is that 
the requirement actually for children is not to become missionaries into the public schools, but uh, to be raised by their parents and the nurture and the admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they are supposed to be equipped so that at one point, some point in the future, they'll be able to cast down every imagination, every idea that exalts itself above the knowledge of God and, uh, and bring every thought captive into the, uh, the conformance of uh, Christ and his word. And so that's, that's our marching order. And if your kids are not prepared to do that, man, you've got some work to do. So you don't send them off into a, a cultural milieu where they have no equipping to, to cast down imaginations and engage in the battle of ideas. Just don't, don't do that to your children. So it's up to the family to set the moral and academic and spiritual standards for their children. And I think the church is less and less capable of doing this as far as the church has been impacted by the world around us. And that goes for Oregon schools. I mean, Oregon churches, as well as Colorado churches, increasingly Christians, I think, need to see themselves as missionaries in a pagan society. And that's where we've come to today, Steve. Yeah, it is just awful out there. I I am spoiled, you might say. I, I I am so totally blessed that I get to coach students that are homeschooled by Christian parents who actually want to learn, who want to be to become warriors for Christ, not just win speech and debate awards, but to actually learn how to extinguish the flaming arrows, to hold up the the armor of God, to put that on and to be ready to storm the gates of hell, because as Jesus said, the gates of hell will not prevail but it is it is a fight out there um, because i i do get some uh, public school uh, christians that are uh, in the in the ncfca league and it's it it is difficult uh, for them to be going into these arenas and uh, but I'm, I'm equipping them as much as i can well i think as christians we need to wake up to the battle whether you live in states that pretend to be conservative as in the case of texas louisiana alabama etc as well as wake up to the battle when we're in the very hottest part of this in the state of colorado or the state of oregon oregon's turned into a very wicked state oregon's been killing adults for a long time as of last year oregon's willing to kill people from other states as well medically assisted suicide in oregon no longer just limited to residents Uh, 2022 they opened it up to just about anybody in the world you want to come in and get killed oregon will do the job for you oregon also the first state to legalize marijuana oregon and everything that emulates Oregon is what brings God's judgments down upon nations. And that's why Oregon makes for an interesting microcosm for what's happening in the United States. In 2017, with the Reproductive Health Equity Act, Oregon became the first state to require insurance companies to cover all abortions as well. So that's that's the state of Oregon, a real cesspool, uh, a, a place of in, extreme wickedness, calling God's judgment down upon the entire nation. Uh, so I here here's my recommendation that churches and spiritual leadership in Oregon be very strong, very outspoken, very critical of the destruction that Oregon is bringing down upon the nation. Um, and I think, again, be very solution-oriented at the same time. Do we be critical about this stuff? I think so. Do we speak against it? Yes, I think so. I don't think we're wasting our breath to just say, hey, here's the problem. All right, Jesus did it. John the Baptist did it. Elijah did it. It's okay to say, now here's the problem. And uh, if you don't fight it, you'll join it. If you don't define the antithesis, which is a sin, violations of God's laws, if you don't fight it, if you don't oppose it, 
and bring the solution to it, which is Jesus, uh, what, what happens? Well, you're going to conform to it. And I think this is what happens in so many of the churches. They don't, they don't have much backbone, and so they don't speak loudly against it. They don't fight down the antithesis and raise up the thesis. You got to do both. You have to hate the lie and love the truth. And I think it's a both and. And then I think what happens in a church congregation is they, they hear the lie and say, well, now that's the lie. And they say, amen, that's the lie. And then here's the truth. Here's God's truth. Here's God's gospel. And here's what we do. We repent of all this wrong thinking and wrong acting. And we, instead of aborting, we begin to adopt Instead of uh, committing a homosexual sin, all kinds of sexual perversion, uh, we're going to get uh, married and we're going to love our wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. So, again, it's 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 to it's to cut down, bring down all of these bad ideas, lift up the truth, bring in the gospel for Jesus came to save us from these sins and, 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 and to the extent that we've been hypocrites ourselves and living out the lie ourselves, we repent of these things. But the churches need to pull out all the stops to call a state to repentance. Um, hey, the last couple governors of Oregon have been lesbian and bi whatever for years now. Um, wow. Don't you think churches and, and, uh, and, and pastors and spiritual leaders throughout the state of Oregon need to pull out all the stops at this point? Yeah, that. This needs to be coming from the parents and from the pastors. Uh, this this needs to be shouted from the mountaintops. We need to be raising our kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord. That Deuteronomy says that we are to train our kids to love God with our heart, soul, mind, uh, and strength. Actually, Jesus added that. But loving Him with our mind, and that is in your academics. It's you know. Everything that we learn should be connected to Christ, mathematics, science, history, all of that. If only there was a Christian curriculum out there that would do something like that. Is Can you think of anybody that might be writing anything like this? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Steve? What are you doing? Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, that's what we're trying to do with the explicitly Christian curriculum is to, you know, when you're dealing with a secular system on steroids, what do you do? You kind of bring in a biblical yes. system on steroids. And I think, you know, every Christian family, every Christian church in the world at this point needs to cry out and call out for a distinctively Christian uh, worldview-based curriculum that comes, you know, all the way from K to 12. And uh, friends, we're living in a world that's destroying the social fabric, that's destroying the character of a nation, that's destroying the children, that's corrupting the children at every single point. Uh, what do we do? Well, I think parents first need to repent, humbly confess their own sins before God. They need to fear God, trust in Jesus, raise their children, the nurture and the admonition of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that's where it begins. Let's start right there. That's where we need to begin right now. And men of God should stand up, shout down the abominations, call all this socialism, liberalism, atheism, anti-Christian insanity for what it really is, and present the solution, which is the truth of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. That wraps up this edition of the Generations Broadcast, my friends. Get a copy of Epoch, the Rise and Fall of the West to better understand what happened in the West, all the way out West to the state of Oregon and Colorado as well, where we sit on the very, very edge of Western civilization and the demise of it. 
Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West is the book I wrote to address the issue at hand in the 21st century. It's called Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West, available at generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.